0: And uh, now for the rest of us, we need to think about what we can learn because, you know, we're going through all of this. And uh, one thing that we can learn is control what you can control. All right. Mm. And sometimes you can't control the Internet bandwidth, but you press on <laughs> and we look at different things and, and, and we can complain. We can try to say we're going to make it through this. Uh, we can try to endure and and, and and forge ahead. Or we can take a step back and say, what is God trying to teach us? during this time. And I think I shared a couple of weeks ago, I've been reading this book called Listening to God and, and really trying to to learn from my own life, uh, you know, all the different ways I can have that relationship with God and take it deeper. And one thing it talks about is looking at the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, Acts and the Gospels, and instead of just looking at verses like saying, well, be patient or be forbearing or, or whatever in, in situations. You look at stories, and particularly in Acts and the Gospels, it is. It's just a lot of stories about Jesus Mm -hmm. and the apostles and the different people. And you think about back there in their time, that's how they communicated, that's how they taught. They taught stories to one another, and they looked at the stories and they learned principles from those, and uh, they applied those principles to their current situations. And that's what I want to encourage us to do is find some stories. And I think we're going to talk about one here in a moment of of, of situations that are similar to ours and then see how the apostles and the disciples responded to that situation. And then we can learn and apply that situation to us. Awesome.
1: Okay. So, you know, in Acts two, there wasn't a pandemic, but there was a situation where people were in need where they were in great need and there were others sacrificing to meet those needs and that's so much like what's going on today we ha- we know of people meeting needs and because uh wanting to meet needs and doing so and there was also just an incredible fellowship and we're going to read about this in acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. and I love this passage because you just this this is the type of fellowship that we all right. crave that yeah, we, we look at
0: that and say, that's what I want. Yes,
1: yeah. that this is what we want. And I think sometimes we can drift from having it because we get so used to having our corporate worship. We get so used to having our corporate fellowship mm. and that we can lose touch of that personal feel. But we all love the personal feel. We all love the personal touch. We love doctors who have great bedside manners, nurses who have great bedside manners. So, you know, we want we want and we crave that. Um, and I know that right now um that this virus has stripped away our corporate routine and the ability to let the church handle our fellowship. And it's something that honestly we have to go after ourselves. And sometimes we just have to be creative in doing that because you know what we all want this fellowship we all want what what is in acts 2 we want that and so we've got to think sometimes outside the box as we're homebound on how to get that how and how to meet people's needs because there are needs
0: and so we i've had people ask us uh, sending us emails text phone calls or, or whatever you know what is the church going mm. to do to help people or uh what is the benevolent fund going to to do, And those are those are good questions, but I want us to, to think about this. Now, the challenge with having this uh, corporate thing or thinking about this corporately, uh, saying, well, like the church is going to fix it or mm. hope is going to fix it. Uh, mm. You know, Dave and Angela Thomason both work for hope. And Dave has shared with me, he's heard all week people from all over the country and all over the world asking, what's hope going to do? What's hope going to do? And I know we've all heard about the, uh, the government stimulus package that was passed this week and a couple of trillion dollars pumped into our economy. And all of that's great, but that also feeds into the mentality as well, the government is going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is, yeah, the church or hope or the government can do things that individuals can't just by, yeah. by virtue of mass and size mm-hmm. and different things like that. But before we start thinking about the church doing something corporately, I want to encourage us to think about as individuals, because as individuals, we are the church. It's not just the big picture, but each individual is a part of the church. Before we start asking what the church can do, we need to ask what I can do. We, uh, Phyllis and I, have, have talked to almost all but one house church leader couple uh, this week. And our goal is to get with every couple every week just to continue to follow through. What's, what, what's, what's going on? How is everybody doing? What are the needs? Mm-hmm. Um, has anybody lost jobs or lost income because of this? Uh, what can we do? And just to try to make sure that every, every the base is covered. And, and here's the reasoning why. It's, it's, it's so much easier for one couple, uh, be it a house church leader couple or a house church leader couple and a shepherding couple with that house church, it's so much easier for those two couples to keep track of, say, 20 people mm-hmm. than it is for the staff or the staff and the elders to try to keep track of 200 people. Yeah. And we've built our church around the house church structure for years now. Now we tried to lean on that, but we're seeing now we've got to lean on it so much more mm-hmm. because everything else has been stripped away. Mm-hmm. We can't bump into people on Sunday fellowship. We can't bump into people that mm-hmm. once a month and we have the midweek when we're all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't happen that way anymore. We've got to lean on that structure. So. That's what we're really calling everybody to do, because that's what I I, I get that feeling from Acts chapter 2. It wasn't uh, the corporate thing. It was one another taking care of one another. So when you start to think, well, what's the church going to do? I want to encourage us to first look in the mirror and say, what am I going to do? What am I willing to do? And what am I able to do? And let's take that as our first step, because the church is all of us Mm. as individuals, not some corporation that's going to come in and fix it. Mm. As a matter of fact, part of that fellowship at the the first church there in Jerusalem in Acts, they did get into a situation to where some of the needs were not being met. And uh, we find out that what happened is is that the apostles, the, the leadership of the church, they didn't step in and just say, well, we'll handle it. What they did is they stepped in and they assigned that responsibility, delegated that responsibility to some people and said, you guys handle this. Let's, let's look at this. It's in Acts chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. It says, uh, in those days when the number of the disciples was increasing, which is always a good thing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 gathered all the disciples together and they said, look, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. So when the church as individuals weren't doing a good job of seeing to all the needs, the leadership of the church, the apostles at that time, delegated that responsibility to a small group of people. And they said, you guys make sure that these needs are being met. Mm-hmm. And so what we would like for us to do is to really start thinking about our house church leaders, our house church shepherds, those those couples. Uh, I know not every house church has both of those couples, but several of them do. Start thinking of those as like those seven people in Acts chapter 6, that those are the ones that are delegated to make sure that we have, uh, uh, everybody has an opportunity to get their needs met. Everyone has an opportunity to make an action, whether those needs are physical, Mm. whether those needs are spiritual, or whether those needs are relational, uh, it'll be so much better making sure in the smaller group that those needs are met.
1: Yes, and you know, we're just asking everyone and we need everyone to be involved, watching out for one another, and especially like Tracy said, especially those in your house church. And if we do this, everyone has the best opportunity to get their needs met. And you know, it's it's just every every day, just make a uh make a list of, okay, I'm going to call this person, I'm going to uh, send a Text to my, the, the people in my house church. I'm going to video chat. You can do Google Hangout. You can do Zoom. I know that there's a Tuesday morning Bible discussion that has now been on Zoom for two weeks, and it's really great. It's just really, it's really neat to see the, all the women involved in that. I've heard about people having uh, discipleship times over Zoom, but also. Bible studies, also just quiet times together, praying together. So I think there are just things that, that we can do. But like I said, we just have to be creative and um, and just calling people up and going, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything? Um, and then just dropping it off at the door, not going in, social not, distancing, social distancing uh-huh. is very important. So just doing those type of things to meet the needs. And if there are um bigger needs, then please let us know so that we can strive to meet them. And this is just actually just an opportunity for us to grow and to come out on the other end of this virus stronger than when we started. And so I it's just going to be really great to see as a church, the relationships that are built that are deeper, that are stronger, how our faith is growing because it's, it's just also focusing in on God as well. And, um, but we want to make sure that we do meet the needs. So if you have needs. Please let other people know. And you know, most of us are okay for now, but really the concern is three or four weeks down the road when things are getting a little bit tighter. Because right now, we're all being tight.
0: It doesn't look like it's going to end soon.
1: It doesn't. No, unfortunately, it doesn't. We can pray. We can pray that it does, and thank you for all of those, all of you that prayed and fasted on Thursday, um, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to have something else like that later, but you know, in three to four weeks, we don't know how we're going to be doing, so if you have a need, please let us know, and we, we will do our best to meet the needs, and there are some that we are just aware we're not going to be able to meet, but we're going to strive to meet every single one, but I can say this. If we don't know about them, we can't we can't help.
0: That's for sure. Right. So,
1: yeah. So please don't let um, pride or insecurity hinder you. Please speak up. And so that we can meet your needs and that we can really live out Acts 2, 42 through 47.